Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, how's your day been? Been pretty good. So. Pretty good. Uh, yeah. did you get some? Did you get some sleep? Had a little bit of sleep, yeah. Yeah. Did my taxes today. Always fun. Oh, that's. It's it's great to it's great to do your taxes. Yeah. No, yeah. You know, every time that you do your taxes, you realize how fucked up the IRS is, the website is, and uh, why? uh, What What is the point of uh, even doing the taxes? I mean, why Why do taxes for a return that isn't even a full amount? Yeah. Because taxation is theft. Uh, exactly. What, how much, <laughs> how, yeah. How much? Uh, how much are you getting back, by the way? Six hundred and thirty bucks. And what Altogether. are you getting back from? Yeah. What are you getting back from your state? Thirty. Oh, thirty. You said six hundred thirty altogether. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting back like uh, I'm getting back. I think like four, like five fifty something altogether. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh hell yeah. You know how it is, man. Take a take a third of your income, and you get back a little smudgy if you're yeah. lucky. Real insert point here hasn't been tried. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, taxation, man. It's what is the point of it? Like, it it it'd be one thing if it was actually going back to you know certain services. As yeah. well as certain uh, strategic, like infrastructure uh, yeah. bases within society, uh, yeah. public works, but yeah. it really doesn't. And you can't you you can you could argue, like with an avid dumbass neocon or a stupid ass progressive, and be like, and one and they they would probably be like, whoa, we without taxes we wouldn't have the police, we wouldn't have roads, we wouldn't have bridges, and like, well, I, mean, I look and I see. Everything that's under construction for the roads are never finished. Yeah. So it's Dude. it's an ongoing process. It's because these big companies are contracted through the government, your state, yeah. more more notably than the Fed, but still, and yeah. they just rack in as much money as they can. That's free of charge because it's tax paid. Yeah. And they're going to take as long as they, they damn well please because they know that if they stay on a certain budget for these public monies going in and then waste it, then there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they can well, literally just sit on one project and let it last for like 50 years. Literally, like, let me, okay, let me, let me give you an example. In 2011, I left. Tennessee to move to Washington mm-hmm. State mm-hmm. and I didn't come back until 2014, 2015 mm-hmm. it was almost 2015 and when I came back the same road work was being done on the on the exact same place it took them five years to finally finish up the, the, uh, the construction that they were doing yeah. because they didn't have any incentive to, to be productive they, they had really a source of income. Mm-hmm. There's no scarcity. 
and that's that's how it is with all these with these government contracts is it's literally just getting it giving a co- a company a contract that fulfills them a certain income amount to yeah each and every fiscal year the balance is re- is renewed so they're given a budget and they're paid for off the backs of the taxpayer and they don't really have any route to even go forth and put an effort in actually doing what the job is yeah it's pathetic it really is a proof that uh, you cannot use the argument my roads yeah I mean your roads are in dire straits and are garbage Exactly. So what? Yeah. So what? What? What would be the difference if it was just more of a voluntary style of of economics, where you had communities, private citizens, going in bed through contracts with private businesses to fix the roads? I mean, the roads are going to get done if yeah. you have a private enterprise conducting it through a voluntary means in exchange for something whether it's a trade-off or or money exchange it's gonna get done because if a new business is coming is gonna go in like a new warehouse or a new walmart i'm just using this as as an example they're gonna want in order to get activity to towards their business whether it's workers a workforce whether it's customers they're gonna have to have some some way to get to that place so the roads would be built in order to satisfy the means of that business so the community and the businesses could certainly work together and come up with a guaranteed contract where both sides win and and everybody gets what they want yeah whereas with the government it's just it's simply, as you said earlier, simple extortion. It's yeah. just a means of control. Yeah. So, you know, reminds me of what uh, Sanders Springer was made the argument: you can't, you know, provide universal services like security because once you provide universal services like security. There will be nobody to be able to lock unlock the jail cell because everybody will be in jail. So, it's exactly not. There's no universe. We we're not omnipotent. You know, everybody makes mistakes, and everybody's gonna have to try to handle those mistakes the best they can. And other people are easy had to leave. And accept that this is a relationship that doesn't work, or they had to put in the effort to try to make it work. So, and you know, thinking about taxes and stuff like that, um, the reason why we're in such a situation right now is because you know, about fractional reserve banking, it's a lot like a bear share system, you know. But mm-hmm. it used to be based on gold, and everybody had a share of that gold, but once the stability uh, uh, once the demand exceeded the supply of gold they needed to outsource uh, for the sake of liquidity and by outsourcing it and not becoming efficient they're basically borrowing from the future 
to pay for the security of today. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and uh, one example said a uh, taxable program that was created within the early days of the Federal Reserve era um, when the in the mid mid section of uh, of the Great Depression um, was the FICA Act, which yeah. is Social Security, and that's exactly what Social Security is. It's it's essentially setting up a program that forces people into a structure where they are controlled via the government through their basic retirement and income in general from when they're younger workers to a retirement age elderly and it's essentially a program set up to rob the young to pay for the old in an entitlement scheme that is essentially just government controlling the wealth gap yeah they they i mean it's not social security is not a retirement uh fund that you actually pay into and are entitled to because you're not paying into anything uh that is quote unquote yours now you could have that same argument and in a different direction with like say unemployment insurance which you do actually pay into a fund that is yours and if you lose your job uh to uh not your uh to to not to in a in a more voluntary or an involuntary manner where it was not your fault to begin with you can file for that and yeah. you can you can pierce into that funding for a short duration until that fund runs out that's because that is in fact your money which yeah, yeah it's a shame that you can't tap into it in any other means but having to fight for it but I mean companies are going to company corporations yeah. especially yeah. but the but what social security pretty much does is it, it it takes the future robs them of anything in order to control the present elderly in holding on to the terms of of income and and wealth well or income wealth wealth gap uh scenario essentially if i'm explaining that correctly so it's legitimately just the government controlling wealth yeah well see i mean like i was talking about the fractional reserve system uh economists like david friedman and his father milton friedman uh from the Chicago school they they had this narrative like I mean it's not like the narrative isn't legitimate but mm-hmm. the, the problem is once the narrative gets written for one particular reason these these politicians pick up on the narrative and, and modify it mm-hmm. because it sounds good mm-hmm. and they don't actually follow through with the structure they just go through with the story you know they, tell, they don't tell the facts they tell a story the economists tell facts. Yeah. Where society yeah. goes off the rails. Is is there they're following a story. Mm-hmm. 
and and so, one thing about the facts especially when you're talking about the different schools of, of economics the most truthful of of all the economic narratives would probably would be the austrian school um yeah because it pertains towards the fact that the world is chaotic humanity yeah. is chaotic markets are chaotic you can't control anything if you try to control the market it's going to come crashing to a halt and yeah. everybody is fucked in here yeah so you just you want to allow things to free flow and with that sometimes you're going to have the haves you're going to have the have nots and then you're going to have those in the middle that are kind of like huh I'm I mean they're stuck so they can either be stuck to the point where they're working non-stop to to live or they could still be just as successful they're just never going to be at that supreme elite level of being a have they're yeah. just going to they're going to be able to but they're still going to be able to live at their means at their means and the problem with the narrative of the day is the structure is built on living beyond your means uh, especially now that we're so materialistic in our yeah. mind frame it it comes to a, a quote in Red Dead Redemption 2 uh when Dutch and and the gang are visited in uh the, at the end of the third chapter at the uh at their hideout by two pinkertons that are on the chase for them and uh yeah. I can't think of it right now but I'm going to paraphrase essentially he he states that so he said uh Milton the pinkerton in charge says he starts talking about civilization and that and and that they are savages and Dutch states civilization this ain't no civilization this is men so corrupted by their greed that they have forgotten themselves and have only grown appetites yeah which is essentially what um politicians with fractional reserves reserve banking and the rise of the federal reserve the endless spending the the loans uh and the and the bar the borrowing of loans and the trading of debt bonds junk bonds in order to in order to attribute to those loans so they could print endless amounts of fiat currency for yeah. their endless wars for their welfare schemes for their contracts for yeah, etc etc for their own paychecks that's essentially what it is i mean the narrative for the for the political class of this country is they are corrupted by their appetites they've had a taste of the endless the infinite yeah. and they don't want to give it up even though there's a consequence to it which yeah. is high inflation eventually a, de- a devaluation of an economy and then a collapse of a society yeah well you know collapse i know it it's not fun but it's incredibly healthy for the future And, and why do you say it why do you say that what it's not fun but it's incredibly because, healthy for the future <laughs> I mean I don't think I have to worry about explaining why it's not fun for society to collapse of but course. it it puts a 
priorities in place and it makes it the most efficient way for for future generations to rebuild and stabilize you know over the errors of the past so and, and one such in one such way um would be the the internet age and the internet and the coding age that has brought us the decentralized rise of bitcoin and all of its variations uh as well yeah. as all the alternate coins uh be it as it may some of which are obviously scams uh yeah. i don't know what your i what your notion is with uh nfts but yeah. i mean what do you think about nfts well i mean this isn't a new concept this has been around since buttercoin since yeah. like way back in the day i mean mm-hmm. if you know what buttercoin is you know you've been around for a while but they have they have yeah. people don't yeah. don't understand that yeah. but in like i said nfts aren't a new thing these are alternative outlets for uh to use the blockchain as a technology yeah. exactly yeah. You know, it's like it's like queuing in line for for a service mm-hmm. and guaranteeing that you've got your position in place, so that when it, when you need that service, it's available. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, it, it goes. You know, Bitcoin Core as a software, mm-hmm. it allowed for that, but Bitcoin Cash uh, has actually improved upon that. Because they, uh, they've got, uh, I can't remember how to, how to describe it. It's it's like it's like NFTs, but it's it's verifiable and auditable. On, not a plot. I, I had to pull it up or I find it later and I'll talk about it another episode. It's for you. Yeah. Sorry. So, but there there's there's stuff there that I don't want to talk about in the future. Oh yeah. And, and, but I mean, just to just to grace a bit on it, the fact yeah. of the matter is, is it's an alternative towards what yeah. we have now, and it challenges the monopoly that has been put in place, specifically with the petrodollar as the current uh, international reserve. It it places a real tendency of flipping the script against yeah. the Federal Reserve and the the elite international banking cartel that has strangled us to the fullest for the last 109 years 109 years it'll be 110 next January ain't that yeah. much yet and we still have a central bank um, yeah. but the monopoly is being challenged and that's why you've started seeing it especially with the, the Biden administration you've started seeing alternative uh alternative outlets that kind of test either test the status quo which would be like paypal and venmo etc which are just other outlet payment outlets obviously you're still you you're still conducting business in in dollars um but you also see this this real strenuous target towards attempting to regulate the blockchain um yeah from the outside in um, through I mean just through and through yeah um, 
and, and trying to to kind of slow the bleed that yeah. these that this decentralized chain is beginning to to thrust. And then of course yeah. you also have the propaganda like, oh well, it's volatile. Oh well, Bitcoin yeah. is still tied to the dollar. Like, no, it's actually not. When you、yeah. think about it, it seems like that if you're playing the game on the blockchain exchanges to just invest into it for a short term, for a immediate、um, return, yeah, yeah, an immediate gratification upon the return. But in reality, if you actually invest within it,、um, within these systems now, for a, yeah, with the concept of a future, it's actually it's totally different. It's completely、yeah. different. So、yeah. because I mean, if you take the dollar away, I guarantee, and then you allow the exchange to truly compete and allow the market to actually work, yeah, it's going to be volatile. The market's volatile. I mean, yes.、Yeah. Basic economics 101,、um, but the fact is, is when it comes down to it, you actually have a reserve currency. Yeah. In Bitcoin, with yeah, decentralized alternatives that run congruently with that central reserve. Yeah. The yeah the the father or if you want to if you have to the mother. Of the blockchain, yeah. I mean, like the dollar, the U.S. dollar, the euro, they're extremely volatile, but they drug the volatility out、mm-hmm. from the public view, and they squeeze it and they manipulate it so that you know it stays stable. But it can only stay stable for so long. Eventually, it is going to break out, and it's going to break to the downside.、Mm-hmm. On the other hand, you know. Bitcoin is the mirror as a technology, and it breaks to the upside because of the instability of the dollar.、Mm-hmm. So, as, as the as the as the as the state-backed currencies falter, you know, the decentralized, stateless currencies prevail. Exactly, and 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 a lot of people would probably say, "Well, didn't didn't." A place like El Salvador make Bitcoin、uh, it a reserve currency, a national、yeah. currency, and it failed. Well, of course it fails because El Salvador utilizes the dollar as their true reserve, and、yeah. the dollar is unstable. The dollar is in shambles, and El Salvador is essentially a failed state to begin with、yeah. on a political level.、Um, yeah. It's ran by gangs. It, the economy is a black market economy, which actually black market lives black market lives matter too. But、yeah. the fact is, is well, no shit. Bitcoin's gonna fail as a nat- national currency reserve in that state. It's tied to the instability of the United States dollar, which、yeah. in in itself is the El Salvadorian currency because they don't have their own currency. Period. Yeah. So. It's 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 no different to why the Mexican peso、um, is worth is nearly worthless. Yeah. Period. It's because it's、yeah. backed it's backed behind the value of the currency w- reserve of the world, which is the petrodollar, the United States dollar, and 
that fluctuates. And of course, Mexico has really no realistic economy unless it's being pushed by American corporations, specifically the auto industry. And yeah. and that's about it. I mean, it's yeah. it's all a political sphere that's tied to the economies of these of of these markets. So their reserves are always going to be low level to the main reserves. I yeah. mean, it's just anywhere. Exactly. We're in a hell of a situation. We are. No. But I mean, and this is why I look at things through the brilliance of being an anarchist. Yeah. Chaos is a good thing. Yeah. It can be bad when it's manipulated. Yeah. Because governments are chaos in themselves because they need to create chaos they, in order to sustain their monopoly. Exactly. In order to consolidate within the vacuum of a monopoly. So that they can maintain order within their own regime,、yeah. but in reality, chaos is natural. You're never、yeah. gonna be able to run from.、It. So through、yeah. a, through chaos, always comes something positive. I mean, the beauty of a bomb exploding.、Uh, eventually, that destruction of like a man-made structure will eventually go back to nature when human beings pretty much wander away from that. It doesn't、yeah. have to be a bomb. I mean, look at look at abandoned towns or abandoned warehouses. Even in this this country, like look at Detroit,、um, yeah. the neighborhoods that have cleared out. They've actually since、uh, destroyed a bunch of abandoned homes. Yeah, because of crime, understandable. But the fact of the matter is, is nature starts to take over. So when you see the chaos of the of decay、um, occurring. Just note that eventually the beauty of nature will always return. So in the system that we are today, as we're looked, we're in the in the beginning events, the beginning cycle of of our、uh, societal, economical, and political collapse. The American Empire is on its full front of destruction.、Um, yeah. Look at the positive ones on the idea. The empire will fall, but and there will be chaos, but something greater will come afterwards. Let's just hope、yeah. that we look back at history and don't repeat it, so it continues that domino effect like always. But、um, for the most part, there will always be beauty comes out of、yeah. destruction, creation and beauty and the beast. Exactly, beauty and the beast. I'm the clock. The、yeah. candle. No, actually, I like the candle more. You're the clock. Okay. The as long as I got my clock. Yes. It's time to get clocked. <laughs> speaking, speaking of clocks, though.、Um, yeah. I、uh, I hear that、uh, Joseph Robinette Biden. That's his middle name, people. Don't get it twisted. A man's name is Robinette,、uh, but Joseph, President Biden,、uh, I believe, announced that he signed an executive order that is going to、uh, track down on untraceable、uh, ghost gun makes. Yeah, yeah.、Uh, what do you think of that? 
Well, you know, it's like the war on drugs. Drugs won. Mm-hmm. You know, drugs, yeah. you can't you can't censor the uncensorable. You, you know, this is a I First mean, Amendment issue. Mm-hmm. Program that's a First Amendment issue, even though it is it's it's integrating the First and the Second Amendment as one. So, you know, people have their shadows that they had to integrate in order to, you know, like Jordan Peterson said, it goes down to the death of hell, right? Yeah. You have to integrate that shadow so that you can control it. And mm-hmm. this is the first and the second amendment are the dominant and, and the uh, re- recessive rights. Yeah. One, one is, you know, the peaceful the other ones the violent and they have they have to integrate mm-hmm. it's evolution of of our negative rights and there's nothing so you, that, no matter how much you know this society wants to deny that they exist they exist and there's nothing you can do about it exactly so basically and and to go back to to peterson to paraphrasingly quote we have to uh, we have to dig deep inside, find our monster, unleash our monster, to basically stare into the eyes of our monster, and yeah. uh, by that we got to go into a deep dive of uh, what uh, is very uh, very tyrannical for what uh, Mr. Mr. President uh, obviously announced because yeah. you really can't. I mean. What's the difference if a gun is untraceable or not? What's the difference yeah. if it's not doesn't have a serial number for, to be able to be tracked to the purchaser of that weapon and the manufacturer? I yeah. mean, when it comes down to the criminal element, the actual criminals, they don't. It's not like they're making the guns, these ghost guns, anyway themselves. Yeah. They're they're stealing they're going to steal the weapons from somebody they're going to scratch the serial number off so how do you get a how do you get a get around that you can't you can't make something illegal um and expect to be able to enforce it when you can't enforce it because the criminal has already outsmarted you anyways and that's the whole source of i think i think that is the whole source of why they're going after quote-unquote ghost guns um, yeah. is because of that element it, that that facet in society that criminals will get a gun no matter what however off the street pawn shop gun yeah. show and then they it, i mean if it's a if it's if it's an off the book a legal off the books purchase all they have to do is scratch off the serial or you can buy a, yeah you can you can buy <laughs> <laughs> a 90% lower pistol online without a serial number now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You can always go online and just buy it. I mean, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and, yeah. and even if you do buy it with a serial number, I mean, what's it matter anyways? If only cash, if it's only, if it's only a cash exchange and yeah. somebody uses that gun to, you know, pop someone in the head, I mean, first off, if they're smart, they're probably going to toss it into a river somewhere. But either yeah. way, guess where that gun with the serial number is going to link back to? It's going to link back to the original purchaser. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and as long as that criminal was smart enough to 
maybe wear gloves so that gunshot residue doesn't get on their hands. And of course, days later they can they can end up showering it off. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but their fingerprints won't be on that weapon as well. Yeah. Because of the gloves. So, yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's there's, kind there's of, ways. Yeah. So like leather gloves, will, your fingerprints will come through. But oh, you know, a way to combat that is you know if you cover your hands and hand and glue that covers up your your palm prints your fingers exactly exactly if you if you put glue yeah so here we are we're, we're teaching we're going to teach a bunch of uh high school uh serial murderers yeah. they're gonna there's somebody somebody's gonna listen to us and like oh really well you put glue on my hands put on yeah. other gloves and I'll, yeah. next thing you know we just we just caused the next mass shooting in a high school man yeah. Well, How do you feel about yourself? Um, well, at least I don't work for the FBI and I don't go to Las Vegas. Las Vegas. So, at least you don't work for the FBI uh, planning a kidnapping of a governor. Yeah. <laughs> and at least yeah, I don't work for the CIA and, you know, rape kids. So. Well, I mean, the CIA is into rape and sex trafficking of kids as well as um, the training of uh, Al Qaeda. Yeah. Your CIA, everybody. Oh, and uh, the trafficking, the trafficking of drugs. In Syria, CIA agents, uh, by uh, uh, CIA operated agents, by FBI operating agents. No. Of course. Let me guess. The CIA, uh, they are on the side of El Nusra, and the FBI is on the side of ISIS. Let me tell you. And, Real law enforcement has been dried. Fuck no, it hasn't. If it was, we'd live in a peaceful society. Yeah. I mean, the fact is, is public servants, as they are, as they are so-called uh, law enforcement arms of the public-funded regimes of our day, they have no incentive to actually combat crime. Crime is incorporated element to our society and it pays a lot of money to put people in prison yeah so and uh i mean actually speaking of prisons like what would you what is your thoughts on uh on privatized prisons um well see it's like this when you have this who's going back to the thing about the roads here oh my god i always go back to the roads (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so when there's no incentive for you know to change mm-hmm. and there's there's unlimited resources aka there's new seasons of laws that are written into place and there's a never ending supply there's always going to be a never any need for prison yep. well, prison is supposed to be a uh, an outlet for you to reform your behavior but it doesn't it, it's more like and nowadays, it's like going to college. If you, if you go to prison, you're just going back to the whiteboard, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then you're going to be marked with a felony in, in most yeah. places. And in the real world, you're not going to be able to get a job. Yeah, you, you, ha- you don't have any incentive to, to act morally because you're exactly. already a criminal. Mm-hmm. So. And what do you think criminals are going to do when they get out, if they get out on a short bid? They're gonna start going. They're start. They're gonna commit crimes. Yeah. So any fashion, well, whether it's a, a vice crime, but, yeah. 
this all stems back from not being recognized as a legitimate person and being, mm-hmm. you know, igno- uh, ignored and not ha- having your, your emotions recognized and not being recognized as a human being. You think that the issue there um, might be the fact that um, the government is too endowed towards uh, being big daddy, essentially? Yeah. Robbing, yeah. robbing people of their of their families and splitting them apart, and especially yeah. in the uh, minority groups, especially, actually, sort of kind of yeah. like dividing them. It's a divide and conquer strategy for the most part. Yeah. So, and with that, I mean, if a young man um, grows up without a father, where do you think he's going to try to gather that um, that that father that father like figure that he's been yeah. missing he's gonna he's yeah. gonna branch out some some men some young boys and young men are able to branch out positively uh, yeah. depending on their circumstances depending on how their mother raised them um, which in majority cases I mean it doesn't matter how the how the mother was able to to raise them they could have raised raised them right and young man's in prison serving a lifetime bid for committing three homicides uh, yeah. you never know but the fact of the matter is is a lot of cases you miss if you, when you're missing that aspect of both parents um in the household yeah um it it it's just it's some sort of societal struggle for how how you want to attain yourself in and and bringing yourself up in society and, and becoming as upstanding as you can on a moral aspect to bring some sort of positive outlet to the rest of the world around you pretty much yeah and so you, you're chasing that and that's why you have a lot of young men get into gangs right uh, am i am i not wrong they're looking for that 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 brotherhood that la familia um, yeah. and that father figure and they end up getting in with criminals who pretty much prey off of that they're predators yeah. they prey off yeah. of the downtrodden and uh, turn them into just heinous immoral beings pretty much yeah. that, that thrive off of the uh, the vices are crimes scenario because narrative uh, the, well, it's a narrative yeah, narrative which essentially I mean Vices are not crimes because the market is the only thing that can dictate what is a what is a crime. Yeah. You can't say dr- selling drugs is a crime when there's a market for it. Yeah. You can't say you can't say uh, selling bootleg fake uh, Louis Vuitton outfits or coats or whatever or purses. What does Louis Vuitton make? I don't care. I'm not a Louis Vuitton man, but um, but you can't you can't self you have i mean there's a market for it and yeah. honestly sometimes that market is cheaper than actually buying the actual louis vuitton uh product so uh you have a fake louis vuitton but you know what it looks dead on like louis vuitton right or yeah. gucci and then you can become uh you can be one of those elite figures yeah. well this goes into like you know the psychology and stuff like that people the more adversity you experience, the harder it is to self-regulate. And mm-hmm. at the same time, really, you can't self-regulate until 
you've fully, you know, matched with your shadow and have separated from it. Because once you've gotten, it's like a battery. Once it's full, you can't charge it anymore. It has to, it has to, uh, you had to use the resources from the charge in order to be able to manage it. Mm -hmm. So. I like that. I mean, you have to be able to recharge yourself. But yeah. if you don't have the tools to be able to recharge yourself or your, or lack there, or, or not necessarily you don't have the tools, but you're just, you're given the wrong tool, let's say. Yeah. And yeah. And told to do something yeah, that you need to do this in order to have some sort of fulfillment within your emotions and yeah. you you fail because yeah. you just you can't be you're unable to truly click it into place yeah. and so you end up on the wrong path in it yeah and uh, and that goes to say like because of the failure to, to understand especially in this day and age of how we self-regulate within our own social beings um, and how we learn it from imitation because I mean as a child until you're at least four you have no idea of of how you're going to be able to to regulate your cycle within your emotions you're pretty much at the you're you're at the bonds of everything you're 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 enslaved towards other people taking care of everything for you yeah. you throw a fit it make it means this you, you yeah. whine you you babble etc etc you fling your it doesn't matter body language aside tone of you know, tone with your voice uh, it means something and you have adults you have your parents maybe you have an older sibling that is the one that's dealing with everything getting you yeah. what you need um, yeah. and being that resource and yeah. when you don't have that approach towards another being an, a, an adult figure a parent figure that's actually able to help you regulate those emotions as you're younger you're unable to atone for that and train yourself to start self-regulating your cycle of emotions once you're yeah. in your middle childhood years yeah and so that's where and, we're at in today's yeah. society with with the political sphere and of uh of the for-profit prisons essentially yeah state monopoly prisons is they feed off of they feed yeah. off the fact that you take one parent out of the household um you have one parent that has to struggle to you're essentially going to take both parents because one parent is out of the household indefinitely not having any relationship any sign of of having an emotional connection with their child and then the other one is forced to live in a realm of having to work non-stop maybe three four different jobs just to be able to make ends meet put food on the table and have a roof over the over their family's head even if it's a shitty roof and so they're emotionally detached and so the the child is left on its own resume 
So now yeah. you're you're looking at a young kid having to learn how to self-regulate their emotions and their bond yeah. me- attachments all in one full swoop. But what do, what do you think's gonna happen? They're gonna eventually run into. They're never gonna know that you shouldn't blow up into anger because of this, and you shouldn't whine and bitch because of this. You shouldn't fight somebody because of this medial bullshit. And uh, yeah. we struggle. We all struggle with this, especially with anger and depression. And yeah, I mean, etc. etc. But they look at they look at that. And they're never able to learn it, and they end up being forced into a scenario where they go down the wrong. Yeah. What a dark turn of events. Indeed. Yeah. Well, and like I said. It's a shadow integration, right? So it, you know, we it's whenever we meet our shadow, the our polar opposite. It's like people themselves, um, you know. There, we know that there, there we know what's on the pictures of the film, but once you meet the our shadow personality, it it develops and it's something that you you learn to control. Does that make sense? So when you say shadow personality, what exactly are you talking about? Is this a is this a personality that's within yourself, or is this a polar opposite that is on the well, outskirts of you? Or maybe it's another person. So we've got all corners of the mind, right?、Uh, mm-hmm. And two of the of the corners are dominant, and two of them are recessive. And Once you meet somebody with the dominant part of your recessive traits, you you know you you interact with them and you you form a bond with them. It it helps it helps you it it basically it clears your nervous system and helps you to integrate and control who you are as a person. Does that make sense? This is just you know my, my perspective. I, I'm not a professional psychologist. This is、so、just what I'm drawing from the from the material. So the the shadow the shadow personality, you can go back to attaining this this information through sources of Carl of the great、uh, Carl Jung. I love Carl、yeah. Jung and、uh, Sigmund Freud, which Jung was a pupil of Freud.、Um, yeah. They had their differences, but they all they they all go back to to one another. And you could look at the subconscious facets、um, of the ego, the super ego, and the id. Yeah. So when you're talking about the shadow personality, I would conclude to to those three pieces, and maybe the yeah. So the shadow personality would be the id for the most part. Then. Yeah. If I wouldn't be mistaken, yeah, I believe it would be the it. Yeah, it would be the it. It would be that personality that's kind of has your ego and your super ego like staring it straight in the face and like,、oh. yeah, and they, they make each other look yourself, <laughs> each other in the mirror.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're 
spirit and that's exactly what the id is is doing with the superego and the ego it's looking itself in the mirror subconscious yeah, your subconscious is basically be, trying to tell you something through it yeah it's like a what cool is wrong. you got the head you got the you got the tail and you got the the head end of the quarter and you got the core center that, that fuses both sides mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense yeah so it all it all tangles back even political politics included it all entangles back to the psychological personality um, notion of uh, of Carl Jung and Sigmund Freud and those in between and after for the most yeah. part psychology is it's one of those sciences and I know some people would probably be like psychology psychology pseudoscience yeah like yeah um but psychology essentially is is the 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 it's the frame the framework for what society is built upon yeah for the most part and a lot of it a lot of why society is what it is today is the playoff of narratives that manipulate the psychologies the, and the neurological frameworks of people's mindsets and their emotions yeah. and their personalities and that's where we're kind of at this standstill we're still trying to fight the war of tribalism because we've all been we've all been duped through narratives yeah. because our shadow personalities are not allowed to be embraced yeah and when they are we're challenged and then we're forced into a shadow realm of our own to try to get rid of that shadow that yeah. is supposed to be there staring us in the face like a mirror making us scratch our heads like oh, what did I do wrong <laughs> yeah you're, you, you, they play off of our conscience and they ensure that they discourage any positive any positive uh, reverence um, yeah. that can actually make something good appear in this life just so they can control yeah This is why we have to continue to stand tall and defy the legacy narrative. Yep. Yeah. We have to be able to build our own legacy without having the legacy of of the negative effect affect yep. us. We had to integrate integrate our history, but create you know a new narrative, like you're saying essentially we look at history 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 is a window we look into the past not for just enjoyment not because we have uh, if you're into history you're not looking at history just because you like it. It, it there's a story to it yes when you look when you deep dive into everything that has occurred throughout the human uh, lifetimes throughout different generations but you have to also look at 
as a story, as a narrative that's telling us what we need to change for the, for the future to be better. Yeah. And you have, so you have to integrate, integrate that, that point of thought in order to build upon something that is a better future. Otherwise, yeah. you're just going to erase the past and then rebuild the past. <laughs> Speaking of sex, e- e- quote unquote, erasing the past, uh, what do you think about uh, when monuments are taken down? Because um, it is just a statue. I mean, you're yeah. not technically destroying history, you're just taking down a statue. Yeah. The statue you're... itself is not history. And a lot of them, a lot of times, you don't have a statue that truly is reminiscent of memorial. Going back to the economics perspective on things, you know, uh, real quick, I want to make this comment. Psychology and economics are shadows of each other. You know, as much as they may not like to acknowledge each other, they are significantly important to one another. But I was going to go into the topic on these, you know, people draw, uh, drawing down statues and destroying them. This is, you know, in communism, this is called the struggle session. It's where you, you shame and, you know, uh, I don't know that you shame people for having different perspectives that that aren't socially agreeable to, you know, social order. And instead of giving them an option to leave, they totally murder that perspective. And you know, think about during the USSR, uh, the era USSR, everybody was you had you really had to go underground to practice religion. You know, yeah. every everybody understood the the need for religion, but mm-hmm. the narrative, the 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 plot. Um, uh, the government's regulation against religion was that you know that's a it's a foolish resource and you should you should you know draw from that to be able to uh, to live a, ha- a happy healthy life you know the government religion, to, religion uh, excuse me for cutting you off for a quick moment but you know, I'll let you finish maybe you can go off of this concept. But religion essentially uh, allows for one to start to think a little bit. They start thinking existentially, and they play off of that thinking, and they have faith in something, um, and it just it helps cope with the with our mortality for the most part. And that's not what communism wants. Communism needs you to just be good little worker bee, and you work for the state. You and then you die and then the next generation works for the state yeah well I would like to say um, the the whole narrative for communism is for them to be, for you to draw from from its strength not from the strength of you know you believe in the creator mm-hmm. 
but I mean, your your point is pretty much saying making making the same point. So basically, what you're saying is like under like a communist regime, the ideal is that the that the the people are only to draw through the power of the state. So the yeah. state is however many people they control. Whereas if you're able to actually freely uh, be your own individual individualistic self, um, yeah. you're and and worship whom or whatever you want and do uh, whatever you enjoy, you're pretty much well. You're you're pretty much rolling up that that Judeo-Christian view that we're all yeah. created in God's image. So. Yeah. If we're so our individualistic self doing something that we love, that we enjoy, that we want to do, and it is defiance to a state that wants to draw back the fact that we're we're or it's not a fact, but draw back that that belief that we're just all soulless beings that are yeah easily manipulated and controlled for a common goal. Of yeah, whatever utopia, yeah. I guess. So, like, uh, let's put it this way: there's a there's a YouTube personality, and I guess he's on alternative media now. But his name is David Stack. He's a got a channel called Blackfield, and mm-hmm. you know, one of his programs, he was talking about, you know, like these politicians, right? They're like they're like playing a video game. They don't care about the background characters. They don't care about the. They say that they care about the, the health and, and, and what's necessary for the general population. But I mean, if you play a video game, do you care about the person that's like, in the video game that's just there to provide a, a script? Once you press the X button to read, to communicate with them about a, a part mm-hmm. of the mission. You know. The, at some, it, it's at some point it's detached. This you don't really need it. It's just there as a resource. We so. should we should use everybody as a resource for each other. Meaning we should yeah. cooperate with one another. We should build partnerships yeah. and relationships instead of just being mundane NPCs that kind of just go through the go through the flow of the motions and, and yeah. it, using the video game, um, the video game situation that's. Uh, the video game comparison, I should say, um, that's exact. Uh, all an NPC is is just an avatar that you pass on the map. Like with an RPG, most NPCs are just there for background, just doing mundane things to give the alert that you're in a real world, even though it's a virtual video game. And yeah. then there may be some NPCs that are characters that are side characters for the game that you can maybe do quests for, uh, little extra opportunities just to fulfill the game a little bit, kind of extend it more so than just the main story. Um, so essentially, we need to people need to un- they need to grow up and awaken and realize. That you're more than just being uh, collateral. Yeah. You are more than just being somebody that just goes through the motions, which is what yeah. an NPC in a video game is developed to do: is go through the emotions. Yeah. So, 
I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's interesting, you know, the older you get, the more things become clear. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, who cares about somebody who lives out in Colorado? You only care about the people that's in your life. I mean, yeah, they're people, but you're not really attached to them. And it's just a, like a fragment of an identity because you you share a common culture and live in a, in a, in a geographical area. But this, they're not significant to, to your life. It's, it's like the it's like you're basically you're arguing against the memes that have come out uh, especially if you scroll through like Twitter or any social media the memes that have come out with the war and the, the invasion and, and war in Ukraine by Russia and everybody yeah. with their little Ukraine uh, flag in their in their username uh, it's it, the, the meme is essentially just like an NPC avatar face saying I'm for the next best thing well yeah yeah you are you're for the next best thing because what were you for what was the narrative um, that you were pro before yeah. Ukraine because I mean if you're gonna be if you're gonna be for Ukraine and you're gonna support Ukraine then why not look at the big, bigger picture because there's atrocities going on all across the world. So why is yeah. it just Ukraine? Why not Yemen? Why not Libya? Why not Syria? Why not Somalia? Yeah. Ethiopia has been going through a, a desolate, terrible civil war for the past decade as well. I mean, yeah. why not the people that are struggling and impoverished and the real reason why many of them are coming northward from south of our border in Latin yeah. America why I mean why why care about one thing and ignore the rest and part of that is the fact that people are programmed to listen to the legacy media the corporate press the the cable news networks and they're just tuned in on that and they don't really have they're, they're stuck in tunnel vision but for yeah. the most part, when it when it all comes down to it, yeah, it sucks that bad things happen all across the world. But that's bad things happen everywhere, and you have to understand that you are detached from the rest of the world because you are within your own familial set for familial setting. Yeah, you have your family, you have your community, you have your locale. That's your world. Ukraine is not your world. For you, where are you at now? Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and your yeah. neighborhood, and your household, with your family, when you go to work, that's your world. For me, yeah. I work at a hospital. That's my world. I'm at home. That's my world. Family, yeah. it, it, your community, that is your world. The world, it's not black and white. But yet it is kind of black and white. You're 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 stuck in the middle of a of a narrative that needs to be broken. Yeah. You know, a narrative can only last so long. And eventually uh, it's supplemented 
in a place by something else. I mean, that's just the fact of reality. You know, a river can only have so much power before it needs to diverge and, and go so and feed another channel. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's just a fact of life. Everything has a, has a, has an end, and everything has a beginning. So the alpha and the omega. Yep. We uh we keep going back to that Judeo-Christian realm. Yep. Everything has a beginning, and everything has an end. And Jesus is the way. Exactly. These are laws of nature. And it's exactly. That way. Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. Like, if you want to look at it in a Christian sense, what do you think Jesus is the way? The word of the Lord is nature. Yeah. And so now take it out of that Christian sense and go into a national, a, a, a national, a natural. Natural. Yeah. And, and you, you're now on a different, you're on a different level of playing. Uh, yeah. you're, you're now on a different plane but it's all the same the fact is is there's one side there's another side you gotta start somewhere you gotta end somewhere where do you meet in the middle yeah. and that's where people gotta realize that they gotta learn sometimes you just gotta take things slow to get to the halfway point and then yeah. you gotta stop and wonder and then you just gotta take a breath and live yeah everything has a channel it's gonna bounce in and out because even though there's a there is an ending there's always different like you said there's always different channels there's always different pathways that you can take before you get to the end you're gonna branch out somewhere in between but where because it's not always linear no that's just not nature roots of plants roots of trees the root systems underground they don't they don't just grow from one from one little stock all the way up no there's a like you know again the channel aspect there's different channels of them branched out all across underground that yeah. collect water moisture sunlight and push it up to the base and then it goes so yep now a tree that has a head start has a lot of has a lot of influence on the soil around it it does and a seed may actually survive but it will struggle a lot and that mm-hmm. struggle is what gives the seed character mm-hmm. of character but it, it, it comes with an extremely fine call that one little seed is more complex than the tip of my pinky finger yep. and my pinky finger is actually pretty pretty fucking complex yeah 
for being a pinky. I mean, you try to program genetics, you go back to me on that. So, well, uh, with that, I bet you're you're kind of tired. I'm kind of tired. Yeah. I think that's a that's a wrap right there, man. I don't know what else to talk about unless we went like 18 hours and then and then uploaded it all as all in one sitting and then basically started the podcast and ended it right then and there so maybe this is a good stopping point right here yeah well just let me remind you real podcasting hasn't been tried there's a market for it but it hasn't been tried yeah because everybody's still narrowed <laughs> down to that one narrative yeah when it comes down to it it's still left and right it's still embracing the uniparty it's still it's still following the same linear line as the legacy narrative the legacy media the legacy everything and uh it's uh it's time to branch out it's time to start doing our own thing try something new because we're all individuals right we all have a mind of our own we all have our different perspectives different cultures different tastes the legacy that we need to build upon. You know why? Says vices aren't crimes. Yeah, vices aren't crimes, you're right. But because this is the legacy, right? And I'm Buckeye Zach. And I'm Andrew Joseph. You folks have a lovely night. Peace. Great weekend. Happy Easter.